Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, college baseball kicks off this uh, weekend. Omaha back at it off of a 21-28 and 28, uh, campaign. Had to navigate some injuries. Uh, no Mike Bovey playing at uh, Maverick Park, which will be kind of odd. But a, uh, a lot of excitement surrounding uh, Maverick Baseball. And one of the good guys in the business, our friend Evan Porter, joins us now. Good morning. Gary, how you doing? Good. How, how are you doing? You've had, uh, you've had quite the offseason. You've been extremely busy. You got a new coaching staff, and now you're embarking on a uh, new season. So, how are you doing? I'm doing good. This is the most exciting time of the year. Um, I think uh, everybody's ready to get outside, and we've been lucky with some weather these last couple weeks. We've been practicing outside, which is always a big bonus before you can uh, start your season. Uh, so, we're getting after it again today. And yeah, you mentioned our new coaching staff. We've we've had a lot of a change over this past year, and and um, We've got some experience with uh, uh, a guy like Coach John Manganero, who was at Wayne State. He was the head coach there for 20 years. And I played, uh, when I was playing, I was playing against his Wayne State teams uh, here at UNO, and, and uh, they were tough. So he brings that old school uh, mentality to our program. And then we've got Tyler Goodrow, who's a, uh, a local guy. He's um, kind of a catching guru yeah. and um, built this national brand of uh, – of catching instruction and and he's been really really good for our catchers and offensive guys and then uh, most recently a guy named Michael Bradshaw who uh, he left the Chicago White Sox to join our staff and and uh, he's a superstar he's he was a pitching rehab coach there um, so he's been great for mapping out plans for all of our pitchers to stay healthy and you mentioned the injuries we had last year that the health has been the theme of this uh, this fall off season and going into this spring, so um, he adds a lot to that aspect. Uh, so you you you've had uh, since you've been at Omaha, you had a really good coaching staff, and sometimes life happens and guys' commitments, and so you have to to change it up. How did you find uh, Michael? Because I heard someone told me, "Hey, I met the new pitching coach," and I'm like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah, he was in the training room, uh, and he was just kind of wandering around." How did you find uh, Michael Bradshaw hey. to join your staff? <laughs> Well, yeah, first and foremost, you mentioned the previous coaches that, that were here on staff. I, I really love those guys. And, and like you said, life happens, and, and I'm, I'm happy for them to embark on new adventures with uh, Coach Strawn and, and PK. But Michael Bradshaw was the pitching coach for BYU for three or four years, um, and we had played BYU, I think, uh, three times within the last five or six years. And, and every time we played them, he had made a point to come up to me and say, hey, my wife, uh, she grew up here in Omaha wow. and, um, you know, Omaha is kind of our destination place. So if anything opens up, keep me in mind. And, and so I got to give a lot of credit to his wife, you know, all, all the, <laughs> all the wives deserve most of the credit anyway, but she was awesome. She had kept tabs and, and had actually, um, been looking at our coaching staff roster every now and then just to see if something opened up and, and um, it did, and here wow. we are, and we got a guy like Michael Bradshaw on our staff, which is awesome for our program. Well, and, and Ev, I want to get back to 
to get Mags and then Tyler Goodrow. I mean, obviously Goodrow playing that Creighton prep, he was a guy that's very familiar with the local talent here. And then Mags, who recruited the state of Nebraska so well in his time at Wayne State. When just that aspect alone of being able to identify talent, I mean, you were part of that, that sort of hidden gem when it comes to talent throughout the country of what this state produces at the collegiate level. How much of that kind of went into also bringing those guys on staff? Well, you hit it on the head. Omaha is a baseball town, and, and I think it's one of those places where it's really important to grow up playing Little League, and uh, that usually spawns some pretty good talent. So um, Coach Goodrow and, and Coach Mags naturally have a lot of connections mm-hmm. through uh, the metro area and the state, and ultimately that's our goal as a coaching staff is to <clears throat> recruit locally, and um, there's enough talent here in this town and this state and region to to win championships. So if we can keep those guys uh, that grow up in, in the area to be playing with Omaha across our chest in our beautiful stadium, that's ultimately our goal. So, uh, yeah, they've been great. They jumped right into it and, and um, have been identifying those local talented guys and and that's our goal to bring them back to Omaha. Hey in the past we talked about offense and and you've had a very diverse lineup. Let's talk about pitching. So you get a brand new pitching coach and and last year you had a staff that just was ravaged by injuries and you know you lose your Friday night starter and you're trying to figure out who's going to pitch on Friday, who's let alone going to pitch on Saturday and what are we going to do on Sunday? You return your top 3 guys in terms of innings pitched and then a guy who was so good two years ago but battled injuries last year, Caleb Rydell, is finally going to go from being the official scorer at basketball games to actually doing what he's on campus to do. Can you walk us through how, how your pitching will look this year um, to get back to where you need it to be to be competitive in the Summit League? Yeah, you're exactly right. We, we did have some injuries last year, but ultimately that, that's my fault as far as uh, putting guys in roles where they can be successful and maintain their health. So. Our, our rotation actually looks similar to uh, two years ago uh, with Caleb Rydell as our Friday guy and then Charlie Bell. Um, he ended up pitching quite a bit last year, but he was pitching hurt, and he kind of had dead arm but um, still battled through it. But he's making his way back, and he's very, very close to what he was a couple years ago. And when he's healthy, he's one of the better pitchers in the conference, in my opinion. So. Yeah, we'll roll out with uh, uh, Caleb Rydell on Friday and then Charlie Bell on Saturday. And, and um, <clears throat> Game 3 will we'll be uh, a guy named Braden Curtis, who's new on our staff. He's from Pilling South and uh, had a great fall. But Preston Tenney, uh, Luke Gaynor, those are guys with a lot of experience from last year and, and will play pivotal roles on our staff. So right now we're in a much healthier spot than we were last year at this point. And Excuse me. Like I said, ultimately, it's our job as coaches to put these guys in a role where they can stay healthy. You know, offensively, and Gary mentioned it. You know, not having Bovi, and then you know, even look at a guy like Devin Hurdle. When you kind of look at the the top producers in your lineup, I mean, even what Cam Frederick was able to bring to your team last year. I, I would probably go back to fall. What what were you guys kind of able to establish in fall, especially in trying to figure out a little bit more about what this offense is going to be able to do and replacing kind of a generational type talent and Mike Bovey, but also some good production there from some other guys that are no longer with the roster? Sure. Well, Mike Bovey is a guy that I don't know if any program in the country could replace, right. um, but he's been working out with us yep. <laughs> Excuse me, most of this uh, offseason and 
been great for him to be around the guys uh, so they can pick his brain. But Hayden Hunt and Matt Getzman are a couple returners that they they had great falls, and uh, Matt Getzman really has turned himself into a solid player. He's a Miller North product, and mm-hmm. those guys will set the table for us. But I think throughout uh, our lineup, one through nine, we're maybe a little bit more uh, consistent as far as, you know, having guys that have the ability to get on base, not just by hitting their way on base, um, but by working counts and, and uh, with some pretty good de- plate, plate discipline. Uh, whereas last year, you know, we had kind of the, the superstar that Mike Bovey was, and then the season that Devin Hurdle had was, was really good too. Um, but this year we're, we're trying to create, <coughs> excuse me, a more consistent lineup, and I think that was the focus this past fall. How good can Hayden Hunt be? For people that haven't seen him, he's one of the fastest guys in the Summit League. You got him from the junior college ranks. He came in last year. I think he finally ad- adjusted as the season went on to Division One baseball. How good can he be in his uh, next year with you? Yeah, he's got all the tools to play baseball for a really long time. <clears throat> he's, uh, you know, he's he's really worked on his arm strength too, which was his only knock last season, and. Um, he can run it down in the outfield as good as anybody, and he's got power. He's got discipline. He's got hit for average to all parts of the field. So um, I'm hoping he's going to have a great senior season and and then uh, start his professional career next year because he really has the ability to do that. Um, but yeah, he's he's good, and we're happy he's on our team. Evan, with you guys opening up against Arkansas State, and and it's always kind of an interesting opening weekend. Uh, for every college coach, because you still do have some some limitations on pitch count and, and trying to maybe sort a little bit of what that rotation is going to look like, what it's going to look like on the back end. What other other than the obvious, trying to get as many wins as you can out of this first weekend. What's what's kind of the goal, the ideal goal going into this first weekend on what you would like to see and what you'd like to establish? Maybe more from just a a rotational standpoint, both offensively, what you want to see in the lineup and, and pitching from what you want to see from roles. Sure. Um, pitch count will always be a big issue on the first weekend. We try to limit guys and, and you can have more of an idea of what your plan is as far as getting guys innings. And then uh, <clears throat> we'll run quite a few guys out there from the position side things, but usually we kind of find our identity of what our team is going to look like every fall. And then, uh, you know, you get to see that in real time once mm. you start your season. So these first, you know, four weeks before conference are really important for for us to be playing our best baseball as the season goes on. And, and so that's one of our talking points this year, too, is, you know, it's always the most energy on the first weekend and, and everybody's raring to go. But this needs to be a process where we're continuously working to get better mm-hmm. every weekend and really every game um, at this point to be playing our best baseball by the end of May. Hey, the fortunate thing about your facility, and, and by the way, there was an open practice today for both uh, baseball and softball at 1 o'clock. Uh, ticket reps will be there, and so if you've not been out to Maverick Park, you're missing. Uh, but to get a chance to see your guys in action uh, taking BP, you're on the road for the first three weeks. You're scheduled home opener, and I believe it's going to be sunny in 75 in Omaha on March 6th for uh, Portland. But I ask you this every year. Because I, 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 always, I always, you know, Ethan Anderson is the first one that kind of gets the schedule. I'm like, okay, where's the ORU weekend? Where are some of the good weekends? Because mm-hmm. I want warm weather because when the weather is warm, that ballpark packed is a lot of fun. How difficult has it become 
for you in your position, even in Omaha, centrally located, a known program playing in the summer league, is it getting harder to schedule? Like non-conference games, where you're going, who's coming here, those kind of things? Well, um, yes and no. We we have six teams in our, our conference right now, so <clears throat> it's basically a home-and-home home series after the first four weekends uh, with conference. So we don't have those bye weekends currently. Um, but trying to, like you said, we, we want that good weather every time we're outside, but things change pretty quickly once uh, the weekend rolls around and, and you can't even, you know, a week out predict what the weather's going to do. So a lot of those single day games turn into double headers. Um, but you said it, our, our ballpark is, you know, I, I've been able to actually watch or recruit some games from the stands when uh, the high school state tournaments play in or, or some summer games. So it is a fun place to watch a baseball game. And, and we want as many people in our stadium as possible when we're playing and when we're representing our, our city and community and university. So um, to answer your question, it's, it's uh, really those first four weekends, the third and fourth weekend are the only ones where we can have uh, a ch- chance to play a non-conference school pending the weather. Um, so we, we try to mix in as many home games and series as possible. Uh, but it's, it's really all up to the weather in the spring. Yeah. We're playing a summer sport in the spring. So yeah. that's, uh, that's a challenge in itself. Well, and, and you and your coaching staff, obviously, you guys from your high school days to your college days to now coaching, you're used to this time of the year, that preparation on what you can do outside compared to how to make the most out of your time inside. I mean, there's been it's it's been pretty decent to get outside a lot. I mean, it, have you guys been able, do you feel like you've been able to take full advantage of being outside, but also having that nice balance of being able to be productive when you haven't been able to go outside here in, in that part of January when practice opened up. Yes, and and for those who don't know, Nick Hamley was an assistant coach on my Miller North baseball team, so you remember very well those, you know, throwing the baseball, the incredible balls baseball. on the gym floor. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then BP up in the mezzanine in Miller right. North. That's right. Um, so we're we're fortunate enough to uh, have a couple indoor spots around town mm-hmm. to, to practice in, but. Like you said, being outside is really invaluable. If you can, before the season, get outside just to see fly balls. And, and we were actually able to scrimmage a little bit last week, and we're going to get some guys on the mound again today uh, for just a little more work before we take off on Thursday. So uh, if you can get outside once before the season starts, that's great. And we've been fortunate enough to get out for really the last two weeks. Uh, quick, we'll get chatter on this because I have seen. Uh, it's good to see Mike around, and um, I know he's taking BP with the fellas. Do you have any idea where Milwaukee will start him at? Um, he's pretty sure he's going to uh, be in High A with the team in Wisconsin that he ended up with last year. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's actually leaving on Thursday as well to head to spring training early, and and uh, man, he's. <laughs> He just doesn't know how to not work hard, and you can see it when he's working out with us. And and um, I think he's going to really see how good, or everybody in that organization is going to see how good he can be this season. And and I'm just so excited for him and and to follow his career. Yeah, he at 324. He started in rookie ball, which was like get out of here. 
and then went to uh, high A with the Timber Rattlers. Hit 304, five homers, 30 RBIs. Evan, we appreciate it. Uh, I hope you have a good turnout today to watch uh, your team practice uh, and people get to experience the ballpark and uh, buy tickets. And then uh, uh, safe travels down to uh, Jonesboro. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate you guys. Hey, thank you. That's uh, Evan Porter. Last year, 21-28. and 28. Uh, battled a lot of injuries, had two really good players, and Mike Bovey and Devin Hurdle, two of the better players in the Summit League, but they had all kinds of injuries on the mound. Caleb Rydell went from being a guy that had a sub-2 ERA, mm-hmm. arm trouble, wasn't as effective, did get to pitch at the end of the year. Uh, great to hear that he's going to be the Friday night guy. Um, but, you know, I mean that, that league comes down to Oral Roberts again, which will yeah. not be as deep and talented as they were last year in the College World Series run, but they're still ORU. And everything goes through them. And you're going to have to help me on this one, too, because I don't remember watching them play um, much last year, but in St. Thomas. I mean, it, it seems like they're they're solid across the board when it comes to athletics. Um, Baseball-wise, though, are, are they are they starting to kind of catch back up? Because it seemed like that was the one sport in men's sports that they were probably a little bit further behind. If I remember last year, St. Thomas and uh, Northern Colorado were, were kind of were near the on the bottom. low end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and th- th- this is the thing about – when you look at that that conference, you know this is where I, I I'm really intrigued on on John Maganero with the staff now too, and and Tyler Goodrow as well. And Tyler Goodrow was, I mean he was a he was an All State catcher at Creighton Prep. John Maganero, who has been recruiting this area for such a long time, when he's at Wayne State, but also guys that I think can really recruit to not just the ballpark too, but to the idea of you know what Omaha has been able to be on top of this this conference before. They've been able to they've been able to supplant. Oral Roberts as well. It's just, to me, once they were able to bring that stadium and that complex together on top of the type of recruiting that Evan has done, even when he was an assistant coach um, under Bobby Harold, they've esta- they've already established, I think, a pretty solid brand. And, and I just, I don't know if people understand, hopefully they do by now, how much of a game changer that ballpark was for this overall recruiting profile of getting the very best talent, not just even from the state, but also from the Midwest to where you're playing big-time baseball. Even though you're not playing Nebraska as much, you're still getting that, that, uh, those games with Creighton. You're playing Big Ten teams like we saw the, the one year they had the series against Penn State. And there's, there's, some, there's some legitimate baseball. They're going out to Long Beach uh, the following week too. So it's, I think that this coaching staff, who's very familiar with the type of success that you can have around this, not only the state of Nebraska, but Midwest as well, I, I think that that's, those are both very intriguing hires. Unfortunately, uh, a little bit of the schedule and also when you beat them, uh, Nebraska's not coming to play at right. Omaha this year. Uh, Nebraska softball's not coming to Omaha either. They're not going to play Omaha or Creighton, which is that's unfortunate too bad. because you know yeah. who people would want to see if, if she's healthy. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it, it's difficult to schedule because even men's basketball – you know, if you could partner with Creighton and Nebraska, where you know they 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 could pay a little bit for teams to come mm-hmm. in, and you get them on the back end. Yep. Hey, come to come to Nebraska, and you know you want to play four games. We'll take the one game off right. before you either go to Lincoln or downtown to play a three game series. It's just that I know coaches they rack their brains trying to figure out non conference scheduling around these parts. But Evan's right, having five teams because Western Illinois dropped out. Mm-hmm. Northern Colorado is just a baseball uh, member with uh, Mike Anderson as the uh, yep. head coach, um, and then St. Thomas new into the uh, Summit League. So it's 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 not easy. But I always look to see when they're playing ORU. I was like, is that going to be a, is that going to be later in the year when the weather is warm and yeah. they can get a good you know sellout crowd? Eh, no, nope. Home because, series at the end of because March. ORU and Omaha get screwed in the Summit League. 
because they play against teams that are located in Fargo yeah. and Brookings and Greeley and so they're St. the warm Paul. weather. So yeah. Omaha's trial. So they, so they schedule. Omaha's Texas. They're always front. They're always always front uh, loaded. Yep. Because they could play, and especially more so with Omaha because they have an all turf field. Right. Oh. You know. So so yeah. Sometimes the Summit League doesn't do. Omaha, no, are you uh, any favors? Omaha's West Palm. Yeah. All right. I can't, man, talk about a change of your life. McCole Hardman, who <laughs> was basically kicked out of Kansas City, then kicked out of with the Jets, was on the talk shows last night. Yep. Man, life comes at you Making fast. the rounds. All right, 824. Ed Service going to join us in an hour. Uh, Creighton is very, very amped up about their upcoming season. We're going to get to the bottom of it. And also Nick wants to know, why in the hell, Ed, are you going to Baltimore this weekend <laughs> to open up the season? It's going to be a balmy 50. Uh, so Coach Service will join us coming up at uh, 9.30. Ryan Christopherson at uh, 9. We'll talk some football and some Nebraska basketball who are off until they play at 11 a.m. on Saturday against Penn State in a must-win game. Hangover special. Uh, mm, you know those 11 Some breakfast basketball, yeah. Yeah. Brunch hey. basketball. Hey, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I go and watch Nebraska-Penn State, and then I got uh, Nebraska or Omaha and South That worked Coast out State well, night. yeah, for the getting the, hey. the night game. That is a good day yeah. for you, yeah. Hey, Saturday night games in Lincoln or here in Omaha with the two sites, yeah. huh. Golden Jerry. I was looking at uh, the tickets for Saturday night South Dakota State game, and uh, there's there's not a lot left. You got to get on it now. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I'm excited. All right, we'll be back uh, with more. I got uh, got a uh, thought. Something popped in my head in our discussion with Sam Kuhn about uh, Tony White involving uh, UCLA um, that I think involves Omaha. Mavericks. Oh. 1620 The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.